0: Okay, hello? Hello,
1: Brother Kapow. This is Miss Kapow, and today's date is January 20th, 2020, 2020,
0: 2020, 2020. <laughs> There's a
1: lot of twos, right? There's a lot of twos in that uh, date.
0: Because it's the devil's number.
1: It is not the devil's
0: number. Yeah, because two, two is 1111, 11, so you got eleven 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 eleven. No. Which is the number of destruction. So today is psych destruction. No. What's wrong with your voice?
1: It's congested. Why? Well, because somebody brought home a virus <laughs> and shared it with me.
0: You can't catch a virus. You can only catch bacteria.
1: It's not true. I went to
0: medical school. No you didn't. I took a class on medical billing. No you didn't. <clears throat> well, anyway, you sound sick. Are you chewing a All- I am a so so- cough. Hmm. Okay. Well, today's show is so good. I wish somebody else was doing it, but you guys are stuck with us. <laughs> so to figure it out, we're going to be in the gospel of Sean. John or Juan or Juan. The gospel of Juan 8, chapter 8, verse 28 through 30,
1: 30. So Jesus is well, at, actually, that's just this part. right. That's
0: here. just the part we're talking about right so now it's, it's, but like, it's going to
1: move forward i think it's, it's 47
0: it's something like that i do believe it's 47 30. something like that yeah um it's like that part of john where jesus keeps saying why don't you believe me i and my father are one i what i say is because i get it from my father what i do is because i get it from my father how come no one believes me what's wrong with you people and um you know, and then he comes to the conclusion that the reason why they can't believe him or hear him is because they are like their father, mm-hmm. the devil, the devil, who's a friggin' liar. Because he's talking to the scribes and Pharisees, right? Yes, he is. He's talking to the religious Jewish leaders. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have to put ourselves into the first century. OK,
1: put okay. On your little imaginations.
0: Put yourself into the first century. Jesus is walking on the earth. He hasn't. Been crucified yet, or resurrected, or anything like that? He's. This is prior to that. It's his ministry. It's his ministry. He's. Um. Is he his disciples with him? Mm-hmm. He has people he's talking to. I believe this happened in the temple at the treasury. I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Um. And so. He's he's talking to the Jewish people of his day in the first century and the Jewish people obviously I don't have to tell you um, were God's chosen people they are God's chosen people from the seed of Abraham um, when God delivered them out of Egypt
1: mm-hmm. he designated the, the tribe of Le- Le- Levites to be the priests that's right and so that's where we are here
0: and he um you got You know the thing is, God revealed Himself to the nation, and so over a period of years, especially when you get here to this time frame in the first century, they're all screwed up because they had come out they of didn't the Babylon. Didn't have
1: the list either, did they? No. Or the the lineage, I should say,
0: the genealogy. They well, the, what happened is when they came out of Babel, uh, Babylon, Babylon, mm-hmm. they had the list of who could be a priest. You had to be a Levit- from the line of Levi, uh, Levi, and um, the the. Aaronic priesthood so they had a list and anyway that that around 165 BC without getting too nerdy here that all disappeared under um, the Seleucid Empire Mm -hmm. um, Antichius Epiphanes and all that stuff anyway what they started doing is hiring the um, the Greek overlords would basically choose who the high priest would be instead of God. They would choose it. And it it became a political position. Mm -hmm. So it became very important, very political. And so no longer was a high priest chosen by God through the lineage, but through this. So this is what's going on in Jesus's day. The high priest isn't by the time they get to Jesus's day, they're all screwed up, all messed up from the law anyway. Mm -hmm. And they're all messed up. But you, you know, you got to know they've done centuries and centuries of centuries under the law. So here comes this uh, man who they do not know that's a, a God man. Mm-hmm. Here comes a rabbi and he's claiming that he and the father are one, that he hears what Yahweh hears and yeah. things like that.
1: That he's being taught by God.
0: Yeah. So they're very, very upset about that because mm-hmm. it's it's going against everything they would know. They don't see this guy as a Messianic figure Mm-mm. at all. They're looking for a different type of Messiah. That's right. Not not uh, Yeshua here. So that's what's taking place in this deal. So as he's talking with them, uh, we'll start with verse 29, and I'm just going to have you read the whole passage, okay? We'll go all the way down to 40s or whatever and stop. Okay. And then we'll go back and dissect. Sounds good. All right. Eight. I. Eight. Okay. Go ahead. Verse 29. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not
1: deserted me, for I always do what pleases him. That many who heard him say these things believed in him. Jesus said to the people who believed him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will sit? We will be set free. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave of sin, and a slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. And I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. And they said, Our father is Abraham. No, Jesus replied, for if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. And Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. And then they replied, we are illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. So Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come for to you from God, and I'm not here on my own, but He sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the thievable things that He does. He was a murderer from the beginning, and He has always hated the truth, because there is no truth in Him. And when He lies, It is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. And the people retorted, you Samaritan devil, didn't we say all along that you were possessed by the devil?
0: So the title of this show
1: is why don't you believe Jesus
0: why don't you believe Jesus so his words are not only written here like in the gospels or something he said but his word is written throughout the entire book mm-hmm. the entire the entire book. bible is the lord jesus it's the word of god god and the
1: father and god the holy spirit
0: exactly and we must we must it's imperative believe and trust in the words of God. That is our foundation. In fact, last night we were studying uh, some of the attributes of God in our uh, systematic theology studies, and we were looking at God's uh, unity. We we're looking at God's wisdom, mm-hmm. things like that. And it was imperative when you study this stuff that you have to. Understand and believe and trust the words of God. Yep. The words of God. It's imperative because that is our standard of truth. Once we get around that standard of truth, it all falls apart. Mm-hmm. That's what Satan does. He attacks the words of God. Yeah. And he did it in the very beginning with has uh, God really said this and this and this? Right. With Adam Sh- and Eve. Yeah surely you could do this this and this and this surely Surely you won't die yeah so there's always an attack on the word so what happens is when the liar comes when Satan comes and I'm talking Satan the principalities the rulers the powers of the air the demonic the wicked spirits the unclean spirits whatever as it goes down the line they all lie and they don't know the truth they can't comprehend real truth that's why they hate it. So I was telling this to Miss Kapow. It's like when they twist the scripture, it's not just like somebody who knows the truth, but they're going to try to deceive you by twisting it. They actually twist it because they don't get it. Right. It's just part of their nature. They're liars. So everything that comes out of their stupid little spirit beings is a lie, especially against the words of God. Yeah. Now, so they just don't just don't get it, they don't understand it. They don't understand it. So when they tell you (laughs) something about the Bible, or they tell you about your status in Christ, and it's coming from a demonic source, it's always perverted. It's always defiled and twisted. And it's never a matter of, well, I'm just going to fool this person. They really don't get it. They cannot grasp the truth. There is no truth in them. That's important to understand. So that way, there is no... Well, I'll take the good and the bad. I'll take the good and throw out the bad. Or maybe this demon's telling me... That they're never going to tell you the truth. No. They're, they're always lying. And it's the character. It's like saying, uh, why did this snake bite me? Because it's in the character of the snake to bite mm-hmm. when it's threatened. It's it's You cannot question that character. Right? So... Um, Satan is the liar, and he invented the lie. That's the whole thing. He invented the lie, and we're gonna we're gonna go through all that. And so, it's like, why don't you believe Jesus? Why can't we just trust the words of God? And here you have a discourse between Jesus and the religious rulers in his day, and um, you can see what happened. Okay. So let's start here with verse twenty-nine, and the and the you know he finishes his discourse. And he's talking about him and his relationship with Father, and the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do what pleases Him. So he's aligning with Father, and then in verse thirty says, "Then many who heard him say these things believed in him." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the many, when they heard the discourse, said, uh, "You know what?" I, I believe this. This makes sense. Yep. I believe him. So at this point, there were many Jews that believed him. Many Jews that believed him at this point. So in verse 31, Jesus said to the people who believed in him. So his audience are Jewish people. And I believe it's in the, the, the treasury area of the temple, if I, if I believe correctly. And his audience... That he's talking to right now, verse thirty-one, are the people who actually believed in him. That's right. That he, uh, he and the Father were one. There was something different about this Rabbi. Something miraculous.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: claiming uh, to be uh, something more than just a regular, yeah. You know, There's something, something different about this guy. So they're believing in him. So Jesus looks at these people who believed in him and he says to them, you are truly my disciples. If there's a condition, there's a condition you got to do more than just, Hey, I, I believe who this guy is. If you remain faithful to my teachings, Amen. okay, if you remain faithful to my teachings, teachings. And um let's see here.
1: So he is addressing those who believe in him, right? And the criteria is to continue even after the cross, his death, burial, and resurrection, to believe in not only the words spoken when he was alive in the flesh, but also the doctrines of truth revealed after his ascension, faith in the total gospel of Christ. What brings and keeps salvation, what changes lives what frees from the slavery of sin and what seals unto the day of redemption? What family are we adopted into? And do we understand reconciliation to God the Father?
0: It's like the whole gospel is contained right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remain faithful to my teachings, not just the teachings that he just talked about in the verses above, but all the teachings that would come after in the full gospel message through his apostles, his apostles, his disciples, all the new Testament writings. These are all the doctrines. You can call them doctrines, foundational doctrines of Jesus.
1: And even John, first John two, 24 through 25 says, so you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the son and the father and in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life He promised us.
0: So that says the same thing. First John two twenty five, what you just read, says mm-hmm. the same thing Jesus is saying here in verse thirty one. Yeah. It's Say very much like thing.
1: the John fifteen about abiding in the
0: vine. Yeah, stay there, stay,
1: stay in the vine.
0: Remain faithful, right? Uh-huh. Remain believing in what you've been taught. And you'll be okay.
1: And then you'll continue to have fellowship with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, and with the brethren.
0: Yeah. And you will experience the full gospel truth. Simple enough. And that's the simplicity of the gospel, really. It is simple enough. If you Hmm. get your head around that and stick with that, you're, you're okay.
1: Yeah. And Jesus continues to say, And you will know the truth, and the truth will truly set you free.
0: So what he means there... If you're truly my disciples and you remain faithful to my teachings, then you will know what the truth is. Because he's he's God's truth. Mm -hmm. The Lord Jesus is truth. So you'll know what truth is. And that truth, the full gospel message, is what will set you free. It sets you free from the bondage of sin. Mm -hmm. But it also sets you free from the bondage of Satan's lies. And so it's important Mm-hmm. That you have these foundational uh, truths down. Because if you don't, you can be swayed or you can have a doctrine of demons, a doctrine of error come in, and you go sideways and you don't even realize that you're you have stinking thinking, right. Okay? So the truth actually does set you free. Okay. And that is the truth in the full gospel message. Mm -hmm. So when, when in verse 32 says, and you will know the truth and the truth Mm -hmm. will set you free, will know, implying knowledge. Yes. That there is more to come. Not just what he's saying here, but you will, there's more to come. The whole and full gospel message and what it means in your status to God Truth is revealed to the apostles and Paul. Mm -hmm. It's the entire truth of doctrine. It's what I call the sevenfold Christian doctrines.
1: And they are saved by justification, reconciled to the Father, sealed by the Spirit, sanctified in character, adopted in family. Redemption is coming in eternal life. I'm gonna read those over again because they're so good.
0: Yeah, then let me know let's break them down and explain them. Okay. Well
1: the first one is saved by justification.
0: When this you, happens. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. This you can explain if you want. Go ahead. This happens when when you receive Christ, when when you have that calling on you, mm-hmm. wherever that was at, and your your heart says, I, I wanna I want a piece of this. I wanna give my heart to christ i i i need that wherever that was at right you know i was in church when it happened to me you happened with a girlfriend Mm -hmm. you know first sometimes it happens at school you know wherever that's at and you you run to christ and go i want you to to take possession of me i want you to the holy spirit i want to be saved Mm -hmm. when you accept christ like that you know, and, and we're going through we're going through like s- steps here, but you got to remember this is all like one big truth ball. Mm-hmm. You know, it just happens instantaneously. You are saved by justification, and justification is a legal term. It is you're justified in the sight of God. Acquitted. So, Acquitted. Yes. Romans five one. Remember. Yes. So in the court of God, in the court of Yahweh, your sin because he's a just and righteous God the wage of those sins deserves death and punishment and God's wrath because we live in a fallen world we gave our dominion over to the serpent way back when but through Christ the one sacrifice for all one time paid that penalty this is great news folks this is great news for you if you're a believer mm-hmm. this kind of truth here will set you free from condemnation okay you don't have to run around wording you know that oh i'm not towing the line i'm not doing this or Blah, blah. You, live, you live in a sinful world you're in the world but not of the world that's right okay you might be in the church but not of the church also mm-hmm. you know but justification god looks down and says I don't see Linda's sin anymore, Amen. past, present or future, because my sins
1: were paid for by the blood of Jesus.
0: And you're justified Mm -hmm. because of his work, nothing you did, but what he did. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing.
1: When Jesus was crucified, God, the father laid all our sin upon him. So Jesus took the wrath for us. So that's what that is, that his blood became up because when we received him, we, um, we died with Christ and his blood now is covering us. So when God, the father sees us, he sees the blood of Jesus covering us. So our sins are forgiven. They're f- forgotten. And, um, we become justified. So our past sins, our fu- our present sins and our future sins, have been cleaned, wiped clean by the blood of Jesus,
0: and you can't undo you. that justification. You can't go uh, because it has nothing to do with you. God's the one who justified you. Christ is the one who paid your penalty. So you can't take that back. You can't undo that. You cannot lose that. You can't. You can't undo that. Right. Okay. Reconcile the Father, second one.
1: Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say too not only are we cleansed by the blood, but we also have the the righteousness of Christ. That's right. That's That's what the Father sees sees. as well.
0: Yeah. Even though we're not down here, He sees it. He sees Christ's righteousness through us. Mm -hmm. That's a breastplate of righteousness that we put on. Number two, reconcile the Father. Because we live in a fallen world and we gave our dominion over to the serpent and we lost fellowship with God through Christ, we've been reconciled to God. We now can go to the throne room of God. This is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. We can go to the throne room of God through Christ, whereas before humans could not.
1: Yeah. The only time that was, a, um, that was done was when the high priest were, was able to go into the, um, the Holy of Holies. What once a year. Yeah. And and then he had to wear a string with a bell on it just in case he had done something and he died there, you know. But um but it was only the high priest and now Jesus Christ is our high priest who went to the Father to reconcile us. But this reconciliation is actually the gift of the Father because the Father God is the one that came up with this redemption plan. Yeah. And he sent his son. That's why the Bible says that God gave God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that so whosoever shall believe shall not perish but have everlasting life. So it's God the Father that sent His Son that through His Son we can be reconciled to God the Father.
0: So, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful plan. It mm-hmm. really is. Number three, you're sealed by the Spirit. So Christ comes into your heart. A sanctification process starts. You, you, your character starts changing. You, 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 you start... Um, um, getting away from those things you used to do. They don't give you pleasure no more. You don't want to be that guy no more. Uh, And so you get the spirit of Christ in you, the Holy Spirit. You get the spirit. And that spirit seals you. Paul says it's a guarantee of your purchase. Mm -hmm. See, because Christ purchased you with his blood. When you accept that purchase and go, okay, I agree with this covenant. I enter into covenant with you. See, you're not doing anything with the covenant. You're just agreeing to it. They did everything. God the Father, Holy Spirit did anything. When you enter that, you're sealed by the Spirit. And that's the guarantee. And that's, that sealing of the Spirit keeps you until the day of redemption. Mm. Which means when Jesus Christ comes back and redeems us in the resurrection. Amen. You're sealed by the Spirit. You cannot lose it. You can't lose the Spirit. You're not going to lose your salvation. You're not going to lose your standing in God and Christ. You need to understand these things because there's so much condemnation out there. People are under condemnation all the time because the enemy... Is a liar. Mm -hmm. But when you know the doctrines, the true doctrines of Christ, that truth sets you free and you can be free indeed in Christ. Amen. Sanctified in character means? Being set apart. This is where um, we're set apart
1: from the world because we're no longer, we're in the world, but we're no longer of the world. So that's what the sanctification in character means. That means we've been set apart and now the Holy Spirit. Is working within us. And this is where he, you know, we die to sin, or we die to self, we die to the flesh, we die to the world, we die to Satan, basically, and we live for God, and we become more and more conformed into the image of God, the Father's Son, Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Uh, I heard one preacher say that, you know, sanctified in character, you live a holy life, you strive to live a holy life. You can't live a sinless life because Mm -hmm. we're in a fallen world and we're human and we live in these flesh suits. You're going to miss the mark. You're going to screw up. You're going to sin.
1: But we have an advocate with the Father.
0: Exactly.
1: And it says that if we sin... That we can go to the Father and ask Him to forgive us. And He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all all unrighteousness.
0: unrighteousness. Exactly. Because we're not continuing in sin. We're not in purpose rebellion. We're not purposely rebelling against God's Word or anything. We're trying to live holy lives. But you're going to screw up now and then. Right? Mm -hmm. But that's okay. Okay. So you, you're sanctified in character. Okay, uh, adopted in family. This is beautiful. Yes, it is. Because not only does all this happen, but then Father God says you're not you're not servants anymore. You're your sons. Mm-hmm. We can cry out, Abba, Father. Yeah, you can actually go to the throne room of God now. This is huge stuff. It's so freeing when you understand it. And then redemption. We are redeemed. That's what's coming when Christ comes back in the second coming and he resurrects us. Uh, if, if those who are alive will be changed in a twinkling of eye to meet those on the air. That's right. Those who are dead in Christ will rise first. You will be changed. You will have uh, immortality. You will have eternal life. That's your redemption.
1: Okay? It's like we've already been purchased. Now we're just waiting for the Lord Jesus Christ to come back
0: to redeem us. That's right. To pick up his purchase. That's right. Yeah, we're on layaway. That's right. And then finally, you'll have eternal life. Ooh, ooh. That's not just immortality. We've <coughs> done teachings on this. It's uh, eternal life. Eternal life. Okay. So for Christians who are saved, I'm talking to saved Christians right now. Those within the sound of my voice go, I accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. I know I'm justified. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. I, I'm doing my best to um, to follow the Lord. Our message to you is if you continue in the doctrines of Jesus, you cannot be lost or stolen or taken away from God's family. Period. You can't. You can't. You will be preserved. You will be preserved. The spirit seals you. There's no devil. There's no fallen angel. There's no liar. There's no man. There's no nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Okay, period. And this is, this is vital to know. It's vital to know because of the liar. Mm-hmm. Because of the liar. Uh, and we're running across people several people we've run across that are having condemnation issues right. because of the liar. Um, and sometimes it can be fixed with just good doctrine. Other times it takes a little more. Yep. Uh, now, this is for unsaved believers, which probably no one's listening to. It, the sound of my voice. Because if you're unsaved, you're probably not interested in this. But if you happen to not have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, only those who reject the free gift of salvation through the work of Christ will be lost. Okay? That's the only category that will be lost if if you have to purposely reject that free gift and and, and poo-poo it. All right? Now, let's talk about unsaved religious people because this is the hard group to understand. So only those who continue, not in His teachings... But rather continue in slavery to sin, whose lives never change. See, that's how you know them by their fruit, frutas, right? So, when someone c- comes to Christ and they get saved, you usually notice a change in them. There's a change, right? Mm-hmm. So, although, um, <clears throat> okay, so their lives never have been changed by the sanctification of the Spirit, although they may be religious and they have a form of godliness. But that form of godliness denies the power to change the life. Those people will be lost. you know why? They were never saved in the first place. why I said, you're, you're in the world, but not of the world. But you can also be in the church, but not of the church. Uh, John, in his letters, actually writes about these people. He says, they came out from among us. That means they were in the the early church. They were in the first century ecclesia with him. They were religious, but not saved. John writes about these antichrists. Here's what he says. You want to read this?
1: Says, dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the antichrist is coming and already many such antichrists have appeared. From this, we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us. And that's 1 John 2, 18 through 19.
0: So we can't forget that little ditty there. We cannot forget that. Because a lot of times we're like, um, you know, oh, that guy lost his salvation. That guy used to go to church, but now he's, he's back in the world. He's doing this. He's rejected. You know, and it's like... If he, he might have had a religious experience, he might have liked the rock and roll worship band or some chick that was there, but he never surrendered his life to the Lord for for Jesus to be Lord of his life. He wasn't saved to begin with. So those are ones that are a little tricky because they look religious, but they're not saved in the first place. All right. In God's economy, there's two people saved and unsaved. Right. So verse thirty three, after Jesus after Jesus says this uh, to the Jews, now he's talking to the believing Jews. Remember that, and he says, if you if you stick with my teachings, you'll you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, then out of nowhere in verse thirty three, here comes some unbelieving Jews mm-hmm. that are in the crowd, obviously intermixed with those who believed. So then they say, but we are descendants of Abraham. Mm-hmm. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean, Jesus? You will be set free. All right. So obviously, these are not the believers in the crowd, but a different prideful uh, spirit of man. Right. Uh, They're not the the original believers. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, here's what's funny. We have never been slaves to anyone. And that that part always got me. Uh, because they were slaves in Egypt, obviously, mm-hmm. for 400 years. They were taken um, as slaves to Babylon and actually dispersed all over the place. And even before that, um, Israel was taken in the Assyrian right. invasion mm-hmm. 721. And then at the time they're talking to, uh, to Jesus, they're under Roman rule. Right. So,
1: yeah, they were
0: slaves. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, so what do you mean a uh, set us free? So then in verse 34, Jesus replies, um, I tell you the
1: truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin and a slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever.
0: So in this Jesus is now hinting of their or our current adoption. Mm-hmm. This is what's cool about this. If one is religious and still a slave to sin, they are not part of God's family. They're a slave. They're a slave. They're still a slave to sin. There's no adoption. There's no salvation package here. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and
1: wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. And you become a son.
0: Yes. Adopted. You become, and this This is where the doctrine of adoption comes in. You become sons and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, because Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Remember this mm-hmm. truth sets you free. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Verse 35, he says, a slave, is no, oh, a slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So you're not a son. So verse 36, he says, go ahead and read that, Mister, Mrs. Kapow, Mr. <laughs> Kapow. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Okay, so at first he says, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And a couple of verses later, he says, so if the son sets you free, you are truly free. So the truth is the son. The son is the truth. Jesus is truth. That's God right. is truth. Mm-hmm. The truth, I think in the King James, it says makes you free mm. and the son sets you free. You know, so what's the difference between being made and set? It's one is the truth set. It makes you free. It's there if you believe it, but it's the son that activates it. It's Christ Jesus that activates that truth for freedom. mm, That power. Uh Uh-huh. So the son of God sets you free in his work on the cross and resurrection. And his truth is revealed by the spirit. Then you are free from the slavery of sin. That's called the sanctification process, Mm -hmm. is it not? Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. You're set
0: apart. You're set apart and you start living a holy life, not a sinless life. But a holy life. Yep, because you're in the world, but not of the world. That's right. And it is this truth that sets you free from death. The wages of sin are death. Mm -hmm. You get it? It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So if you'll read verse 37.
1: Jesus continues and he says, Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham. And yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message.
0: Verse 38, he says, I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your father. So now it it went downhill real quick. Hmm. So here he is in the temple treasury. He's teaching. He's talking. And many believed. Many heard and believed. And then he says, you will truly be my disciples if you continue in my teaching. And that truth will set you free,
1: you know what's amazing i'm just I'm listening to you speak these messages, these words of Jesus, and the parable of the seed comes to mind because mm-hmm. here's Jesus, the sower of the seed he's he's talking, he's planting the seed in these hearts, yeah, and these Jewish people they believe yeah. right, and then the serpent comes with his people, yeah, and they throw doubt in there, yeah. So some, some of this, some of the blackbirds are there trying to steal the seed, yeah some of them maybe have some planted, and they're, they're going to have joy, but eventually. Persecution is going to steal that seed because yeah. it
0: has no root. It has no root. It's a, it's a stony hard or rocky yeah. place. And like, and ah, I believe in them, but, but these guys are making sense. And these are our, these are yeah, our rabbis. Yeah. These are, you know. And
1: then you have the, the seeds that are falling on thorny ground, you know, the, but among the weeds. Yeah, they don't get it. You know, it. they get, the, 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 the seed gets there, but it gets choked out by yeah. the cares of the world. Yeah. And stuff. So there's things that'll... That will draw these people back into the world, the, the, you know, the, the synagogue, the, the temple, whatever. Yeah. And then you have ones that the seeds are falling into that are on good, good ground. They've, they've taken the, they've heard the, the, the word and they've taken it in and they are keeping it and they're working it out. Right. Yes. So Jesus talking to them. Well, to all of them, if you continue in my word. Then you will truly be my disciples, yep. and the truth will just dissip- Definitely the truth set- will set you free. Set you free. Yeah. Set mm-hmm.
0: you free from the wages of sin. Yeah, but and I mean, as, as we're
1: you can as see I'm it. listening. I I see actually yeah. see that. Yeah, praise God.
0: And so hopefully, in, you know, verse 32, where it says, "And many uh, that heard him believed." That hopefully, that many there, that seed went in. Even though these guys are arguing with him, and he's like, "No, nah, mm-hmm. I be- I believe in this Yeshua." I'm believing this. This issue is more than what they're saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Praise the Lord. So you know, for 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 Jesus, uh, it, it goes it goes downhill real quick. A lot of times it does for us too, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. teaching truth, and then here comes here comes Diablo, right? Here comes Diablo. So then Jesus is saying, "Hey, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what I saw with my father, but you are following the advice of your father." So then Jesus kind of starts it and says you have a different father. Yep. So he kind of starts to fight here. And then in verse 39, they say,
1: Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, replied Jesus. For if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. And this is exactly almost the same kind of argument that the Jewish leaders had with John the Baptist. Yes. When, he called, when John the Baptist called them the brood of vipers.
0: Exactly. Matthew 3, 7, and 9. Mm-hmm. But when he saw many Pharisees and I'm Sadducees. I'm right there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I think you wrote this. I think you put that note oh, in Oh, did there. I? Mean, that's yeah. probably where I got it from then. Yeah. But when yeah. he saw Amen. many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to watch him baptize, he denounced him. That's John the Baptist. He says, you brood of snakes, or King James says uh, brood of vipers. Mm-hmm. He exclaimed, who warned you to flee the coming wrath? Prove by the way you live that you have repented of your sins and turned to God. You see how their their fruit isn't there? They mm-hmm. haven't repented of sins. They continue in sin. They're just religious. Uh, so John says, don't say to each other, we're safe, for we are descendants of Abraham. That means nothing. For I tell you, God can create children of Abraham from these very stones. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And that's an interesting um, thing to say, too these very stones because we as children of God have become living stones and as living stones, we are being built in a temple (coughs)
0: Excuse me, as a
1: temple of God. Yeah. But we're living stones. And this is what, you know, I don't know. I think that's exciting.
0: It's it's a nice um, tie in. Yeah. So Jesus says, instead, instead of following the example of Abraham, you're trying to kill me. Why? Because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you're imitating your real father. So what did they say to him?
1: They said, we are illegitimate children. God himself is our true
0: father. So this is probably a throwback on his birth, right? His virgin birth. Um, I would imagine because he just comes out of nowhere. We aren't we're illegitimate not illegitimate,
1: children. like you are, yeah. because your mother had you out of wedlock. Yeah.
0: So. Basically, they're saying uh, that Jesus is a bastard child. Yeah, exactly. So in Matthew 1, 18, 20, this is the birth of Jesus the Messiah. This is how <laughs> Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit.
1: And I think this is interesting because when they said, we aren't illegitimate children, God himself is our true father. Well, look, if you look at Jesus, who his father is,
0: it really really is God God the Father. And that's what he keeps telling them. (laughs) Like, hello. But they won't listen. They won't listen. And there's a reason why they won't listen. There's a reason why they not listen. in verse 33, he says, I'm sorry. Um, 42, Jesus told them, if God were your
1: father, you would love me because I have come to you from God and am not here on my own,
0: but he sent me. And so in 43, he says, why can't you understand what I'm saying? Why can't, why can't you listen to Jesus? Why can't you hear Jesus? He says, why can't you hear me? Because He's, you can't hear me. He says, it's because you can't even hear me. The reason why you can't understand Jesus is you can't even hear Jesus. See what I'm saying? It, it's because their father, the seed that's in them, the spirit they're yielding to is a liar. And it has diluted their minds. They can't hear him because the devil has control of their minds. And guess what? There's no truth in the devil. And actually, the devil hates truth. That's right. It, there's no truth in him, and he actually hates it because he can't understand it. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says,
1: But people aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit it all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it for only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. you get that? (laughs) So you have to have the Holy spirit in you interpret the truth because he is the spirit of truth and only the spirit who has the mind of God, because he is God can give you the understanding of what the scriptures say because the scriptures is the life of God, And you have to have the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of life, that is the spirit of God, because God is life, give you the interpretation of it. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, then then the Bible is just words. They're just words. There's no life in them.
0: Exactly. Now, because you're sealed with the spirit till the day of redemption, can you lose that spirit where you can't understand the Bible?
1: The Bible says that you were sealed until the day of redemption. That's
0: right. So you can't lose the spirit. So if you go through a dry spell and you don't understand the word, it could be a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But it's probably mind blocking from the devil that you're going to have to uh, rebuke and uh, overcome with truth, to okay. set you free. All right. Verse 44 says he's talking about them, why they don't understand. So, why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me. So, in verse 44, he says, For you are the children of your father, the devil. Uh, You know, Jesus just comes out and doesn't pull any punches here. You are like your father, the devil, and you love to do evil things he does. He loves to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning, he has always hated the truth. You know why he hates the truth? Because there is no truth in him. He can't understand it. There is no truth in him. That's why he hates it. And I'll go further. He hates those who have the truth. Mm -hmm. That's why you're a target, right? When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Verse 44 is very important to understand your enemy. I believe that when the devil fell from God, when he fell from heaven... That God gave him a reprobate intelligence. And I'll show you this in scripture. A reprobate intelligence. Satan or Lucifer, the devil, whatever you want to call him, cannot comprehend the truth. This is why everything religious proceeding from him is false and twisted. Because it can't help it. It's its character. That's what it is. There is no truth in it. Because it can't grasp truth, period. Because the devil can't even understand the truth. He hates it. Like a spoiled child, he does not know that truth sets people free from death. He just doesn't know how. I mean, he, he sees that they get set free, but he doesn't know how it works. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's just like uh, the, the scriptures say, had they known that crucifying Christ was going to get them um, destroyed, yes. they would have never done that.
0: They'd never done it. They would have went, uh-oh.
1: They just figured, well, if we kill him that'll be the end of it. But yeah. they didn't know the the spiritual ramifications they of that. Un- they didn't understand the scriptures. The truth. That were, t- that were talking about the... Uh, the death of the Messiah and his resurrection and how that meant that Jesus claimed um, the rights to everything. He gained (laughs) the rights back.
0: Yeah. He
1: took, he took dominion back. He took dominion back and Satan has nothing. Even, even Jesus took the, the keys of Hades and of death and Satan had the keys of death, Uh but he doesn't anymore. And Jesus,
0: Jesus took, has it. he took the captives uh, captive the, the, those Old Testament saints that uh-huh. were held in Sheol, yep. in Paradise. That's empty now
1: because the day of resurrection, when Jesus was resurrected from the dead, even those came up back <laughs> up from the grave. Yeah, we
0: read in the Scripture in Matthew they walked mm-hmm. around. Yep. So, had 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 the devils and Satan understood truth? They would have never crucified him. Nope. So you got to get that in your head. It's When you, when they're twisting the scripture, giving you a doctrine of demons or lying to you, it's not because they know the truth and they're twisting it. They don't get it. Mm-mm. So everything that proceeds out of them is in error. So you can't have any part of it. Any part of it. Um, you're the children of your father, the devil, uh, who you love to do the evil things. He does. He was a murderer from the beginning.
1: Genesis 4, 7 through 8 says you will be accepted if you do what is right. Now, this is God talking to um, Cain. And it says, you will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. And one day Cain suggested his brother, Abel, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and he killed him.
0: You see, sin was crouching at the door, or you can say the devil was crouching at the door. Mm-hmm. Got into Cain, got into his head to kill his brother. He was a first murderer. Now he's been murdering the human race ever since.
1: Well, I think he murdered um, Adam and Eve.
0: Yeah, he did. He did you know? by by getting them booted out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, let's see where were we are. Okay, one more. Let's see. Uh, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character. He's a liar and a father of lies. So l- l- read Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. And this is talking about the devil, the Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call him, that fallen angel. That has all the hierarchy underneath him.
1: Yeah. Now remember, Lucifer is his name before he fell. After he fell, he became Satan and the devil. The
0: accuser. Okay.
1: So how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which this weakened the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven, and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north, and I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the Most High.
0: Now, it sounds like somebody who was turned over to a reprobate mind. That's a lie. How in the world are you going to ascend above the heights of the clouds and be like God, That's the Creator arrogant. God, whose, whose existence omnipotent, omniscient, almighty God, how in the world as a created Beard. angel, I don't mm-hmm. care how powerful and beautiful you were created as, would you even get that in your head that you could possibly be? That's like pretty the most arrogant. High? If you yeah, think about it, yeah. I mean, that's just pride. arrogance. Yeah. So th- there's no truth in him because you, you, you couldn't even have that. That's a reprobate thinking. Isaiah 14
1: 20 says the descendants of such an evil person will never again receive honor.
0: So what it's saying, because in Isaiah, it's talking about the king of Babylon, which is Lucifer here. He says the descendants of such an evil person will never again receive honor. That tells you they're serpent seed. That tells you there are children of the devil among us. Jesus knew it when he said, you're like your father. He's calling them children. Of Lucifer. They have a reprobate mind. They can't understand the truth. They, that's why they can't even hear him. But yet they're religious.
1: Now remember Romans one twenty eight through thirty two is a description of the reprobate mind. Yes, and I'm going to read it to you. It says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And reprobate means unproven or failed, the testing, like dross removed from silver is proved in the fire, reprobate is dross removed, worthless and rejected."
0: So this isn't, you know, this isn't a Christian who goes reprobate mind. This isn't talking about Christians. This is talking about unbelievers, even if they're religious unbelievers. What Paul is writing here, he says, they don't like to retain God in their knowledge. You can't just have one of these things and then go, oh, I'm reprobate. Like, okay, let's see. Whisperers. I I, I was a whisperer. I think last week I whispered. I talk, Oh, how about this one? Um, proud, boasters. Last week, I, I, I was arrogant. I was a backbiter. I was a backbiter last week. I backbite. You can't do that and go, oh, no, um, God doesn't have pleasure in me. I'm worthy of death. I'm a reprobate. Uh-uh. I don't work with that. That's called sin. Hmm. And that sin is covered under the blood of Christ, past, present, and future. You are justified. This is an open rebellion and walking away from the knowledge of God, rejecting everything that's God. He, God turns them over to a reprobate mind. And because they were turned over to a reprobate mind, they do all these things. All of them. So you can't go down the checklist and go, oh, I think I backbit. Um, I'm reprobate. That would be a lie of the devil. These are people that do these things because they're turned over. Be- Why are they turned over? Because they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. They want nothing to do with the Almighty. They hate the truth. Right? Mm-hmm. And so they know, they know that this kind of sin is worthy of death, but not only they do it, they encourage others to do the same. Is that, is that good? Does that make sense? It makes sense. Father of lies. So verse 45 says. So when I tell the
1: truth, you just naturally don't believe me. See, it's a natural process. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, why don't you believe
0: me? So they naturally don't believe him because their nature is of the the devil. devil. A nature of lies and non-understanding of truth. They're just not going to get it. They don't want to get it. They're going to argue. They're not going to get it. Naturally. But it really isn't naturally. Mm -hmm. It's of the devil. The devil has them enslaved in sin. Right. Right? Right. Verse
1: 47. Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to him.
0: God foundation stone of truth and i love this i love this this is from second 2 timothy 219 i love this so god's foundation stone of truth is inscribed with these words god knows who are his Those who are his refrain from evil, (laughs) period. So in verse 47, anyone who belongs to God does what? He listens gladly to the words of God. To the words of God. Gladly. See, Christ is the shepherd. His sheep know his voice and they follow him. They follow him. It doesn't say now and then they, you know, they go off and they're eating, you know, buckwheat over here when they shouldn't be. And they have to get like a, a rod to, to bring it, you know, a staff to bring them back. They follow, they hear his voice and follow him. But anyone, anyone who belongs to God, listen gladly to the words of God. I want to hear what God, that's why you're listening to the Kapow Radio Show right now. That's why we're doing the, the Kapow because we're excited about the words of God. Right. Are we not? Amen. But then Jesus tells these religious leaders these sons of of Satan the serpent seed says but you don't listen because you what don't belong to God you don't belong to God see if you belong to God you would gladly listen to God God's word. but because you don't listen to God's word, you don't belong to God John says the same thing mm-hmm. the God they all the, say the, the, same the letter thing. of John but second Timothy 2:19 says but God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone remember we talking about stones mm-hmm. earlier? With this inscription, I love this. The Lord knows who those who are his. And all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. Amen. So, <laughs> and John says the same thing in his letters. He says, you, you know, if you continue in sin and continue practice sin, you're, you're not of God. And that's how you know the difference between the children of God and the children of the devil. Because the children of the devil keep practicing sin. They like living in it. They don't change. Even if they're in your church, because they came out from among them. So you have to understand that. See, these aren't Christians who lose their salvation because they sin and lose their... These, these these people were never Christians in the beginning. They're just in the church. They're in a religious setting, but they never received the truth to transformation of their lives in the first place. Mm-hmm. And those are the real Christians.
1: Because, you know, um, so many times... Like when uh, the Samaritan woman says, you know, uh, when she asked Jesus, where are the true worshipers, here or there? And Jesus said that what God the Father wants are those that worship Him in spirit and truth. It doesn't matter where you worship God, because you yourself are the temple of God. You yourself have the Holy Spirit. Because remember in, in, in the Old Testament, where God was in the temple, that's why they went to the temple, to worship God in the temple. That's right. But now God, the Holy Spirit is in us because there are new creations or new creatures in Christ Jesus because of the Holy Spirit. So wherever we go, we have the Holy Spirit with us wherever we're at so we can worship him and we worship him in spirit of truth. So everything that we do, we do for the glorification of God, the father. And we continue um, each and every day from glory to glory to be conformed into the image of his son. So that's that. And then, you know, where it says we shall know them by their fruit yeah. It's because it's the fruit of the spirit. He's changing us. And as we die to sin, as we die to self and we put on the Lord Jesus Christ and we become more like Jesus Christ, they will know us by our fruit because God is love and the character of God's love will become us and we become and we become and we show the fruit of the spirit.
0: That's good preaching right there, and that's that's actually uh, very concise because you will have a transformational change in your life when you come to Christ. You're not sinless. You're still going to miss the mark. Mm-hmm. I probably missed the missed the mark uh, today several times. Some I'm aware of, and then you have to go. Oh, I don't. I can't be like that. That's that's okay. I'm striving to live a holy life to the best of my ability that I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. And that's where I'm at. So every day you get up and you go, God, how do I live? How do I thus talk? What What do I say today? How do I do it? I am submitted unto you for your purpose. And you just go about. Okay? You don't worry about losing it. You don't worry about God punishing you. You don't worry about if you stay in the truth, that truth sets you free from demonic lies. Mm-hmm. It's really, really difficult for Satan to come and lie to you about these foundational doctrines if they're, if they're instilled in you. Right? Um, so if you're a Christian listening today, which I I'm pretty sure probably 100 percent of people are, because if you weren't, you would have turned. <laughs> Turn this off, you know, unless you're unless the Holy Spirit's drawing you or something. But if you are a Christian, then listen to this there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, okay? Christ, the cross. Here's one thing Linda and I have learned here in the last several months going through all these scenarios of loss of God's grace or the Holy Spirit or salvation um, or doing something so egregious that uh, God uh, has removed himself from you type of thing. One of the things we've learned is everything stops at the cross. You can't get around the cross. Mm -mm. You know, you can come up with all kinds of scenarios. Well, I must have done something really, really bad because i don't feel the presence of the holy spirit anymore when i pray or i read the word or whatever and it's like well what, what did you do really bad i i don't know well whatever it is stops at the cross because jesus already paid that penalty mm-hmm. oh you're right yeah, so yeah. all i would have to do is repent of that that's right and you would be 100 rest- yeah forgiven restored you can't get over it, you can't get under it, you can't get around it. The cross it stops at the cross and that's the beauty of God's redemptive plan for mankind. It, the simplicity of the gospel, you cannot get around it with your sin. You just can't. You can only reject the gospel of Christ prior to it, it just so if you're a Christian, And you're listening today and you're under condemnation and and the enemy's beating you up and saying you're this or that and you're not quite, you know, walking the right way and you're not doing the right thing and everything. You know, it's one thing if the Holy Spirit is convicting, the Holy Spirit will never condemn you. Holy Spirit never condemn you to hell. You always have to ask yourself this question. How does this make me feel? Mm -hmm. Does it make me feel condemnation or do I feel like, uh, That's a tugging of the heart saying, I probably shouldn't do this or that or that anymore. I probably shouldn't say this. I probably shouldn't be around this person, right? That's the Holy Spirit guiding you into a sanctification, right? Trying to tell you something, but he's not condemning you. So if you're a Christian today, you're a Christian and you will be a Christian until the day of redemption. You're not going to ever be an unchrist follower. The work was done on the cross by Christ. It's God's redemptive plan. It's carried out by the Holy Spirit. You have just accepted that free gift of that covenant. That's all you did. You can't take that back. You have nothing to do with what God the Father has done. See, so, but if you hear not the truth of God Even though you might be religious Then guess what You're an unbeliever Even if you go to church Even if you're religious Even if you're raised in church Even if you wear uh, one of those collars and a robe If you're not hearing the truth of God And following God's words You're an unbeliever And you need to get saved Saved people Listen gladly to the word Do they not Miss Capel? Yeah they do but unsaved people will change, twist, manipulate the truth, just like a devil, to justify their slavery, the sin. Mm-hmm. That's why they'll tell you uh, about cheap grace. Homosexuality. Uh, Homosexuality. Okay. Yeah. You can continue in that sin. And that's one thing. If you're a, you're a homosexual, you oh my and god, struggling, and you're struggling, you know that it's wrong. Yeah, and you're asking God to to get to rid you of this, and you're trying to get delivered of it. That's a whole different deal than someone who's who justifies it and says, "Well, because it's not temple prostitution, and it's I'm I'm not being promiscuous. I just love my one gay lover, so sodomy's okay." You're practicing sin. You're not saved in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You're not. You can be if you repent. As long as you have breath in you, you can repent. Mm-hmm. When you don't have breath in you, you can't unring that bell. <clears throat> so, unsaved people, even though they're religious, they'll lie about the truth. You see, remember what John says? They came out from them, the church. They came out from them. So, these aren't just people out there, you know, atheists in the, uh, you know, in the universities. These are people sitting next to you. When the Bible speaks of reprobates and apostates... It speaks of the unsaved, not the saved. Saved people cannot be reprobate. Saved people cannot be apostate. Saved people can't fall from the truth. Saved people can't be turned over to a reprobate mind. You can only be a reprobate mind because you rejected the truth. You can only fall away because you don't believe in the truth. The truth was never in you. It speaks of the unsaved, not the saved. Never, never, ever, ever, ever apply these verses to your own missing the mark, like your own harpazios, your own little sins. Never, ever. Christ's blood covers your sins, past, present, and future. Don't be condemned by these things. We should do do a whole show on Hebrews uh, 6. 6-4? That would be good. 6-4, because that is the coup de grace scripture that seems to derail so many people, and they think they can lose their faith, lose their salvation, turn back and crucify uh, Christ afresh and never find repentance. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, apparently there's a lot of people that have backslidden that feel that.
0: yeah Yeah, that they can never find repentance again and that's a lie from Satan you can backslide I was backslidden for 30 years I found repentance God will chastise you he will discipline you he will bring you back he'll knock you off the donkey he'll kick you in the face it'll hurt but he'll bring you back Mm-hmm. But Hebrews 6.4 is so misunderstood. And I was talking to Ms. Kapow about it the other day that you have to, you have to properly exegete these passages, but you have to do proper hermeneutical study on it. You have to first ask yourself, who's the audience? <laughs> what, what time frame is he talking to and what audience is he talking to? Let me give you a hint. It's called Hebrews The letter was written to first century Jews at a time the temple system still existed. It was a transitionary period between Christ the Messiah and the temple system. It had to be a very weird, difficult time for these people. That's the letters written to them. But apparently that is the key note scripture that Satan likes to use because he doesn't understand the truth behind it and he likes to beat people on the head with it and they think they can lose their salvation alright alright okay and you know I just want to clarify you know some people might be listening going oh brother Kapal sounds like he's a Calvinist you Don't I, I'm not talking isms I don't care about Calvinism I don't care about Armenianism. I don't care about youism All I care about is what the Bible says, what the scriptures say. Mm -hmm. And what we're telling you today is what the scriptures say. Scriptures say. In fact, our message of truth will actually free you. You will feel edified. You will feel uplifted. You will walk out going, you know what? I'm okay. I can't screw up that bad where God rejects me. I can't screw up that bad where I lose the Holy Spirit. I just know I have to ask for repentance if I screw up. I want to live a holy life. I want to be used of God. It's freeing. Folks, the truth sets you free. If I were to tell you you can lose your salvation, or Hebrews 6 4 says, you know, once you've tasted of the glory you left, and but you crucified, you can't find repentance. You walk out uplifted or dejected. You walk out defeated, an unvictorious life. You might go to church that Sunday, but you don't know if you're going to go to heaven or not, because it changes with every sin you do. That's not the freedom Christ has purchased for us. Mm -mm. That is a lie of the devil because he's a father of all lies and he knows no truth. Amen? Amen. All right. That's enough preaching.
1: All right. Well, thank you for listening. Ciao, babies.